Welcome to SOMC Leadership on the Go, the podcast that brings you lifelong learning and leadership development wherever you are. Today's episode will be the first in a series on the topic of teamwork. If you haven't noticed, Vicki Knoll has been writing some truly valuable stuff on this topic of teamwork leadership for SOMC's leadership blog. And since you likely haven't noticed, we thought we would try and bring it to you in audio form. So please stick around because I'm convinced that if you do, you will be a better leader for it. Ethan, I've been following the current blog series on teamwork for a few months now and uh, truly is a treasure trove of leadership knowledge. I'm grateful for the folks we have on our team that are skilled writers, but to be honest, from my perspective, I've been itching to transfer this information into a podcast because I'm excited to talk through it. And I know there's some real opportunity for growth here. So in line with that thinking, Ethan, I'm interested to hear your response to the following question. How would you, as a leader of medical imaging, define teamwork? I think there are uh, many, many definitions that you could come up with. But uh, after Googling and looking at maybe what I thought was the best definition, I wrote down the process of working collaboratively with a group of people in order to achieve a common goal. I think that's a great definition. I like your spin on it. To best introduce this series, I think it's time we dig into the definition provided by Vicki in the blog and talk a little bit more about that. So the definition Vicki provides us is as follows. Teamwork is the combined action of a group of people working together toward a common goal. Pretty close to what you had there, Ethan. I love this definition. It's simple and it's straightforward. I think probably most of us would come up with a similar definition to what you had or what Vicky had, but to me it's the next sentence in Vicky's blog that holds the most value for us as leaders. It reads this, teamwork does not just happen organically. That's a short sentence, but there's a lot of power to it, and I think that's the truth that's going to take up most of our conversation. Because if great teamwork isn't organic, and it's not something we can just expect, everyone on the team must consider from the place in which they stand What can I do to facilitate great teamwork? This is true for every person on the team, and no doubt, it's true for the leader. However, I don't believe it's often our natural reaction to consider this. At least for myself, I can admit that my natural reaction to poor teamwork is to begin blaming the world around me. I could start blaming the issue at hand, or even the team itself. But it certainly isn't natural for me to start asking myself what I can do better. And that's what I hope to talk about in this series and the rest of our episode. So in doing that, if we've decided that the best place to start forming great teamwork is with ourselves, Ethan, I'd like to hear about some things we can actually do to accomplish that. What are some items a leader can put on their task list to start improving in this area of leadership? Yeah, well, I think this is where the blog comes in uh, nicely. Vicki has multiple weekly blogs on different things that you can do to improve teamwork. I kind of wrote down my top five. They're in no particular order, but the, the first one I wrote down was encourage energizing conflict, right? I think about being a team, especially here at SOMC, the best idea always wins. And to get the best idea, we need a lot of ideas to come from everyone. And we need to vote on those ideas. Uh, You know, it's good to have those discussions back and forth and be comfortable being able to speak your mind and and say what needs to be said in order to get the best outcome possible. And then the the key part of that is once we come to 
a solution or a recommendation, we we all support that, uh, even if it's not our idea, right? That's how we that's how we get better teamwork. The next one, it's in both Vicky's and my definition that I wrote down there, but it's set smart goals, right? Even if you've got a great team, if you don't know exactly what you're doing or where you're going, you're not operating at your your best. And so, making sure you know exactly what you're shooting for. Um, the next one is huddle daily. And we just started doing this. It, it feels recently, but it's been going on a while now. And, and most of the organization, right, we have daily huddles. And it's great. Uh, I meet with my team every day. I got to talk to them for 10 to 15 minutes, let them know what's going on in the organization, let them know in, in key important things that, that are that are happening. And a key to this is to make sure that you document it and send it out to your rest of your team. Because not everybody's going to be, be on the daily huddle every day, but making sure that you're keeping everybody up to date and knowing what's happening. Give feedback regularly. Everyone loves to be recognized, right? Uh, it, you may not like it publicly, you may like it privately, but every person likes to hear that, that they're doing a good job. And likewise, as teamwork, when it comes to sports, and I'm a big sports person, you have a coach. And our, our role as leaders is to make sure that we're coaching up our team members. And a big part of that is having regular uh, coaching sessions. You know, coaching at least has someone here has a negative context to it in reality it's not negative right we all need coaches we all need to be better uh, that's why professional sports team have coaches to, to make the team better and we need to be doing that here and, and give regular feedback positive or constructive criticism to, to improve the team and the last one select the best team possible as a sports fan uh, and i know you feel this too brady right we are cincinnati reds fans my goodness they have not selected the best team possible and it is awful uh, it's tough to watch. It's tough to tough to do. The goal is to have the best performing team, right? So that's my top five, Brady. I don't know if you got any input or feedback on that. No, Ethan, I really appreciated that. Um, I, I think the aspect that you shared there that sticks out to me the most, or at least one of them, is really the technical aspect that you talked about in in the huddle. And the huddle is kind of the practical item that you shared where we really flesh this out. And I think uh, from any different perspective, you know, somebody might see a huddle as something that could become monotonous or, you know, something that you don't always look forward to. But since uh, doing the huddle more often in larger groups and then smaller groups, I've seen the value in it, just one. You know, I'm coming from a huddle in the morning, going directly into a huddle with my team. And so the things that are shared with me, I'm able to share with my team. It increases transparency. Um, and we're all daily on the same page together. So I appreciate you sharing that. There's a lot of fantastic stuff that you talked about, and we could take up quite a few episodes just in the five things you listed. But one thing I'd like to follow up on is out of the ones you talked about, which one would you say is the most difficult for you and why? I'm going to jump and go with a different one in the series to make people go look at the blog. But I wrote down here, the hardest one for me is actively listening during conversation. I think there are a couple reasons. Number one, just the absolute amount of distractions that we have as individuals, right? I got my phone on me, it's buzzing. I got my watch on me, it's buzzing. I've got 10 things I should be thinking about at home and 20 things I should be thinking about at work. And to actually stay focused on listening is is challenging. And the next, at least for me specifically, Brady, is I am a fixer. And so when someone's telling me or talking to me, Instead of just listening, I instantly go and think about, well, what can I do to fix this problem? Even if they maybe don't need me to fix it, that distracts me. I'm trying to come up with a solution when in reality, I should listen 
and and maybe they figure it out on their own or or take time later to think about what options I have to fix that. So that's the toughest one for me out of the blog series. No, there's absolutely a lot there. Uh, there's a lot of nuance to both your responses. Before we started recording this episode, you you reminded us to silence our phones. When I'm going into something like this or a meeting, uh, I try to silence my phone. I try to uh, even close my email out because in this day and age, if it's in the corner of my eye, you maybe lost me. And so active listening when it comes to our team members and our success is one of the most important things about our leadership. So I appreciate that, Ethan. This has been super rich. I know there's a lot to discuss. Like I said, you you touched on a lot of subjects there, and I appreciate it. Uh, I want to once again nail down a couple of important realities here. First, we're prone to blame ourselves for our problems last. This is something that we encounter on a day-to-day basis. There's uh, different things you can Google when it comes to this. Uh, One that's been shared with me is locus of control. Just basically this, the, the issues in our lives, whatever they may be, teamwork, You mentioned the Cincinnati Reds, whatever it is, it's somebody else's fault. It's not mine. uh, The closer we are to the topic, the more likely it is that we can actually impact it. Uh, Second, this truth holds true for the topic of teamwork, uh, especially so. So In light of this, what we can do as leaders has to be the most important thing in our minds when considering how to build and sustain high-performing teams. This is true from the outset, and this is true in the moment, day-to-day stuff, when we're confronting issues or finding opportunities, whatever it is. We have to view this from how we can impact this. Uh, Ethan, do you have any parting knowledge when considering this topic for our listeners? Yeah, well, you mentioned that we're prone to blame ourselves, and I would just encourage anyone to read or listen to the book Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink. And it's all about, uh, you know, when there is a problem, what could I have done differently? to prevent that problem. And, and when you really look down at it, there is something that you could have done or something that you could have done to change the outcome. So I would encourage everybody to read that. And, and then Vicki says it in her blog, and I, I kind of live by it, but teamwork does make the dream work. Yeah, absolutely. I can't thank you enough. Talking through this concept with you has been rewarding. Uh, I hope it is for our listeners as well. Um, I know the blog is, like I said, a treasure trove of information, but hopefully in audio form, we get more listeners here. Listeners, I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and I hope it inspires some self-reflection and action when it comes to teamwork leadership. If this kind of content interests you, and if you want to see growth in this area, I do encourage you to reference the SOMC Leadership blog. Uh, Vicki has done a fantastic job in guiding us through this enjoyable and complex topic. Hopefully, we will have a chance to bring her on at some point to further discuss. And if you don't enjoy reading or can't make the time for the blog, Please come back next time as we dive even further into this series. That's why we're doing this. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed this additional outlet of SOMC's leadership culture, please like and subscribe to receive future episodes. If you're a new listener, please review our library to further immerse yourself in SOMC's leadership culture. Lastly, if you have a topic you'd like to see discussed on this podcast, please send us an email at somcontheGo at somc.org. Thanks for listening today, and we hope to see you again next time.